This podcast is a production of America Matters Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the America Matters Media Podcast Network by visiting americamatters.us. Be sure to subscribe and leave a review at your favorite place to download podcasts. The views expressed in this show do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers, although we think they should. But that's the opinion of America Matters Media. Are you ready? Are you ready for some fun? On all you, are you ready? We can't stop, we've already just begun. Welcome to the Reno Thomas Tonight Show, always local, always live. It's Beauty Tuesday. This is Molly Beth. We're joined by guests Michelle and we've got Christina Nearman. How's it going, ladies? Good, yeah. thank you. Good morning. How are you? Good. Great to have you guys on the show. So we're going to get into some introductions. And let's see, Michelle Impossible, you want to go ahead first and tell yeah. us? You bet. Beauty industry. You betcha. So yes, my name is Michelle Impossible. That is actually my real last name. Uh, my husband's a magician, so there you go. I own a freelance hair and makeup artistry business called The Impossible Beauty. I've been in business for just over three years now. Um, I love to do a lot of like on location hair and makeup for weddings, um, commercials, TV films that come through town filming, and photo shoots. But currently, none of all of the above. Awesome. So, yeah, everybody's kind of not out there right now doing our thing. That's right. Yeah, and just let everyone know, you know, we're all zooming in right now. So while you're tuning in, we're keeping our social distances. Yes, yeah, so you guys get a peek into all of our glamorous home living. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Christina Nearman, what, what can you tell us about yourself in the beauty industry? Well, I started... Um, makeup in 1994. Um, I worked uh, at a place called Glamour, well, Cover Shots in Reno, it was a Glamour portrait studio. Um, and I did my makeup training. So I've been doing makeup for more than 25 years. Um, after the, they closed down, I freelanced for long home for a long time. And now I just have my own business called Kiss and Makeup. And I do weddings and prom special effects, um, you know, private photo shoots, special events, those sorts of things. Of course, right now, everything's kind of ground to a halt. So mm-hmm. I'm home in my empty studio doing, you know, these things. What are you filling your time with? You got a little studio uh, over there. You know, what do you got going I, on? I do have my own studio, um, but I have I have kids, so I've spent a lot of time with them. You know, now we're doing the whole distance school thing, so we're kind of trying to navigate through that. Um Spent a lot of days not wearing makeup and the hair and a ponytail, which is kind of fun, too. Here, here. <laughs> hey, Michelle, how long have you been in the industry? You've got yourself some experience with Zoom right now, too. Tell us about that. Yeah, indeed. So um, I, I agree. I, I actually didn't give you any backstory. I've been doing hair and makeup for over 20 years. I just got started by happenstance. I was a competitive cheerleader. Uh, that kind of forced me to get really good at things like stage makeup. Because when you're competing in a teeny little stage in front of 3,000 people with ESPN cameras, you gotta gotta get that fa- those facials to pop. Um, and then I just fell in love with it. And my girlfriends would start asking me to do their homecoming hair and makeup prom, so on and so forth. And it just kind of evolved into this beautiful passion for me that I I only very recently turned into a business. 
Um, I think I, I had that fear initially that if I turned it into a business, it would become just a job for me and I wouldn't love it as much. And I'm happy to report that that is not the case. I still am head over heels for it. But in terms of, you know, kind of on the same end of, of life as Christina's at right now, my kids are home learning with me. And so there's not been a ton of makeup artistry, but uh, I do get bored occasionally. And if you go over to my Instagram page, you can tell, you can tell the days I'm bored because I start doing special effects makeup. I start making myself look like an <laughs> alien or some, something <laughs> crazy, but it's a lot of fun. So you're, you practice on yourself. Has that something you've always done? Mm-hmm. Yep. I think that when you're first develop, developing your artistry skills, you are your own model. So you learn your own face really, really well. And then when you take that to the general public and have to start learning different, you know, bone structures and facial features, it be, that to me is when it really becomes about the artistry of makeup itself. And understanding color theory and how you can use um, shadows and highlights and you can color correct and do all these sorts of things that will hide the things your your client wants to hide and bring out the, the features that they really want to maximize. Absolutely. That that learning, um, how do you think that learning environment has gone for you guys, the process of practicing on your own self and how is the tradition or the transition from that to your clients, you guys said it was kind of difficult at first to switch around to that? Well, I started, um, I didn't start practicing on myself. I actually had a station in it and then was working on clients. Um, but I'd always loved makeup. I mean, I'd always you know, sneak on the bus and put extra makeup on and wash it off before I got home from school because I wasn't allowed to. But um, uh, so it was something I always had a passion for, something I always loved doing. But then I actually trained and then worked on clients. But in the 90s, it was a very specific makeup style, especially for the kind of job that I had as a makeup artist. So we learned to do lots of glamour makeup. So um, I could, you know, through continuing education, I learned how to do um, all the things that weren't just about glamour makeup, but were just about presenting the best you possible. Yeah, I would agree with that. And it's funny because back when, you know, I, I started learning about makeup, I think back in the 90s when you were starting to do professional makeup. And it's funny because I look now, everyone watches YouTube video tutorials now to learn how to do makeup. And um, I learned from books like the, I don't know if you remember, Christina, the Bobby what? Brown table book. <laughs> Yes, yes, exactly. Woohoo! I don't know where mine is. I'd have to go probably through old storage boxes, but I know I still have it. That's that's how I learned. I'd open a book and turn a page, and there'd be one specific technique of makeup on that page. So I'd try it on myself. Or of course, there was you know, Seventeen magazine was really big back then, and I'd see something I really liked in the magazine, and I'd try and recreate it on myself. Um, and then my, I fell in love though with doing makeup on other people. When a girlfriend of mine, she was. Uh, I think we were about 14, maybe 15. She was going through a really awkward phase. She had gained a little bit of weight as children do. You know, they grow out, then they grow up, then out, then up. Um, she had braces on. She was just not feeling very confident and feeling very beautiful. And so she asked me if she could come over to my house one morning before school. And I think, yeah, I was 15 because we were sophomores. And so she came over at 5.30 in the morning and I did her hair and makeup. And she went to school that day and she just like, you could tell walking down the hallways, her head was higher, she was smiling at everyone. So that's kind of when I started to develop the concept. Uh, you look beautiful, you feel beautiful. You radiate. Absolutely. 
Want to expand your advertising dollar? Sponsor this or any America Matters program by calling 775-827-8900, extension 2. Now, back to the show. by the novelist. We're here with Michelle Impossible and Christina Nierman, and we're talking beauty 
All right, ladies, where do we want to go from here? Michelle, you were talking a little bit about the books that you learned from. Now, I'm not trying to age us, but, you know, were we at <laughs> the library taking notes or how is this going? You know, that's a really great question. I'm going to have to dust off some serious cobwebs here. Uh, I think what it was, was I noticed I had the passion and wanted to learn more. So I think I probably just went to a bookstore and, and Barnes and Noble would have been, I think I was living in Denver, Colorado at the time. That would have been the bookstore I, I went to. And I would have, you know, typed in the computer, where do I find this particular book? And I would have gone to the section and found it and bought the book. So, um, I think, yeah, again, they're somewhere in my stockpile in the garage. I still have them. They're probably dust covered, but there are times I'll pull them out and look through them and just be like, oh, those were the good ones. Really? Yeah. Do you find find that some of the techniques and um, trends in your books are kind of starting to come back around? Uh, The looks, absolutely. I would say we are definitely trending with makeup looks to go back to the 90s era. We have a lot of like high glam, you know, blush, for example, not just being on the apples of the cheeks, but kind of coming up and around towards the temple. I mean, there's a lot of that. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of that going on. 90s is coming back full blown. Now, I don't know if you still have some clothes, but I'm busting out some outfits that have been in the box. (laughs) Definitely. Oh, my gosh. The one trend, though, I'm really thrilled is not coming back is the teeny tiny pencil thin eyebrows. Oh, yeah. Natural brows now all the way. All the way. And thank God I didn't over pluck back then, too. (laughs) I didn't have great eyebrows at the start. Oh, you didn't, Christina, have great eyebrows at the start? No, and then I would pluck them and made them. Yes. Oh, perfect. I love microbladed eyebrows. They're beautiful. Oh my God. It's the best thing I've ever done because yeah. you know that was the one thing I wouldn't leave the house with is my eyebrows. They're not good and they're red and they're barely there anyway. So <laughs> you probably know something about that as a redhead, huh, Molly? Oh, you know, I have the darker eyebrows, so I don't Oh, lucky girl. Yeah, yeah. My hair is kind of dark more auburn, so mm-hmm. I'm not like hardcore you know, light eyebrows. You're what, you're what, um, South Park would have called a day walker. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. They had a whole episode about Pika Ginger and the redheads with the dark eye, like the brown eyes and the darker eyebrows and the less fair skin they called day walkers. You know, I that's was hilarious. A- Cause I was in Denver, Colorado when South Park was the huge show. So, you know, I've seen every episode at least twice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, Michelle, do you want to remind us really quick what your business is called and maybe how we can get a hold of you yeah. if someone wants to book an appointment? Do you do like educational um, meetings or uh, Absolutely. Well? Yeah, yeah, those are great questions. So um, I do have a website. You can just go to www.theimpossiblebeauty.com. That is the name of my business, The Impossible Beauty. Um, I'm also on Instagram and Facebook. I, I do makeup lessons one-on-one. Obviously, right now, we can't do that, so I'm happy to do them via Zoom. Um, mm-hmm. I also have, you know, gift certificate options available if people want to use them for future, you know, family photos or whatever whatever they would like to use them for an event. I do, you know, event hair and makeup all the time for our local events, which Christina and I were chatting earlier. Everything's being rescheduled right now, so I have a feeling that September and October are going to be incredibly busy event months for me now. Um, yeah. What kind of events? Do you do a lot of commercial stuff or do you do a lot of the um, more fashion-y type of work? All of the above. So uh, the Reno Fashion Show, I tend to do hair and makeup for. 
Um, I've done a few fashion shows actually, and that's a lot of fun. It's a big production. It's fast paced. You got to bam, bam, bam. Um, occasionally when films come through town to film here, I will do hair and makeup on set for those. I get hired for local commercials that are being filmed here. The events themselves, though, are whatever casinos hosting, whatever big party or gala. I have people who want to get glammed up for that. That'll reach out to me to do their hair and makeup for those events. Uh, company, well, Christmas time's huge. You know, corporate holiday parties and things like that. I get booked out a lot for. And then, of course, we have our things like zombie crawl, all of our pub crawls that we have to do. You know, get dressed up for whatever the theme is. I do a lot of that sort of stuff too. That's great. Do you have an advice? For anybody who wants to break into the industry as a freelance artist, maybe um, you could tell us a little bit how you got into that if someone else is wanting to learn. Absolutely. I always just say, go for it. I mean, the worst thing that's going to happen is, and I still do this, guys, all the time when I'm trying out a different look or I want to, I got a whole palette with 15 different colors and I want to try them all out. Just create. You may end up hating it and wanting to wash it off immediately and be like, scratch that. That didn't work. Simply create. And of course, we do have a ton of YouTube tutorial videos. What I would recommend is that you don't go for the gusto, like learn one thing from a YouTube video at a time, like how to properly do a full face with foundation, um, you know, contouring or things like that. Do it separately. Don't just do one big 30 minute video and then try and attack all those different things at once and just be patient, have fun with it. Um, I do bring people onto my business sometimes when I do weddings and they're any more than three to four people. I need to have people come and assist me for those weddings. And I do have a group of girls that do that with me regularly, but I'm always looking to bring people on to, you know, mentor under me and, um, I'm welcome to that. So if anyone wants to reach out to me in that capacity, I'm here for you. Oh, that's great. Um, remind us again, how someone can contact you if they're wanting to book you. Absolutely. They can private message me um, on Facebook. They can DM me on Instagram or they can reach out to me via email or telephone through my website, theimpossiblebeauty.com. And remind us again what your email is. It's michelle at theimpossiblebeauty.com. And do you have um, a phone number that somebody I, can contact you with? I do. Absolutely. If anyone's scribbling it down, which I can put it down in the comments of the, of the, wa- of the live watch party on Facebook here, but it's just... Uh, Eight five seven seven five one seven, and that is my cell phone number. So you should get to me directly through that. Great. Now, uh, why don't you uh, call out your phone number one more time? And then we're going to switch over to Christina. You betcha. Eight five seven seven five one seven. Hey, Christina. So you want to tell us a little bit about how you broke into the industry? Sure. I um, after I was working in cover shots. Then I um, just started doing weddings and proms. Um, I do lessons as well. Of course, like Michelle was saying, lessons aren't happening right now, but I have done a couple over zoom. Um, I even had a bride who obviously her, we did her trial, but her wedding um, was canceled, but we did a zoom meeting and I showed her um, how she could recreate that look in case she did something, um, you know, just, husband much smaller uh, future husband um you know during the zombie crawl i get um, lots and lots of clients because i i do uh, prosthetics and that sort of thing so i i can create any zombie and any kind of um latex foam latex prosthetic that you're looking for and add those um we'll be right back tonight show we're talking beauty are you ready we can't stop we've already just begun oh you're 
Unable to listen to the whole show? A recording of today's program will be available later today. Visit americamatters.us and click on the podcast link. Now, back to the show.
Welcome back to the Reno Tahoe Tonight Show. Today is Beauty Tuesday, and we're talking all things beauty with Michelle Impossible and Christine Nierman. And we are coming back with the song Be Somebody by Silver. And we're going to get right back into it. Christina, we cut off with you. So why don't you throw out uh, your title again and your contact information? Sure. Um, my company is Kiss and Makeup, and you can find me on Instagram at Kiss and Makeup Reno. It's all spelled out K I S S A N D M A K E U P, and then Reno. Um, and then it's also on Facebook at Kiss and Makeup Reno. And my website is www.kissandmakeupreno.net. Um, the dot com got bought up and it's just sitting there not being used. Oh no. I, I keep I keep reaching out offering to buy it, saying, Hey, can I buy this dot com from you? And Yeah. But they're not but it's not being so I have dot net now, so that works. But um Yeah, totally. Yeah. So my phone number, you can reach me at a seven seven five three three eight four seven three three. Um, I, you know, when we're working again, once everybody's allowed out of their house again, I'll be, um, rescheduling all of my weddings that I've had to postpone and, and special events. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's happening with prom. I don't know. Like I'm sure Michelle had a bunch of prom clients yeah. too. It's heartbreaking um, for these seniors. It is. I feel really oh, yeah. bad for years because I've had so many prom cancellations, um, but you know, I, anybody who's put a deposit down, um, on any service, i Will I'm working with them as as much as I can to make their date happen. So mm-hmm. I'm still taking bookings for um, you know obviously nothing through April, but it, hopefully into May and and the summertime we'll be able to get back in and start making it happen. So. Christina, you were talking about how you are familiar with prosthetics. You want to let mm-hmm. us know the trending behind that, and also does that offer forms of um employment or forms of income for you here in Reno? Do you find yourself using the prosthetic uh, technique a lot? Um, It does actually, you know, we have, because we have a zombie pub crawl, I get to do a lot of fun stuff with prosthetics for that. I, while I did training for makeup artistry, I I'm self-taught for my um, special effects and prosthetics. And that was just through experimenting and playing. And I told the story before we came back on. I, the first time I really started experimenting with liquid latex, I did a wound on my hand and I sent my mom a picture and she called me right away and asked, you know, what I did if I was okay. And I said, (laughs) Oh no, makeup. But that lets me know that I did a pretty good job on it. But um, you know, there's, um, there's lots of opportunity for that, um, especially around Halloween. My my October is booked solid. Um, I've also done some prosthetic things for commercials, for um, you know a couple of productions, things like that. For a couple of independent movies, I've done prosthetics, did some aging prosthetics, right. did some um, poisoning prosthetics, which oh. you know involved kind of some eyes and swelling of the face and things like that. That is amazing. So with you guys being both self-taught, I have a question. Has any client ever handed you a picture or asked a question for you guys to do something that you weren't sure you knew how to do? I mean, were you starting out at the beginning, like faking it until you made it? How were you? Did you ever have any experience with that? Uh, You know, if... If I have to think back to a few times where I was uncomfortable because I wasn't quite well versed in what they, the look they were looking for, I knew how to attack it and tackle it. Um, it was just more of like a learning process, learn as you go sort of thing. 
So it was, you know, if a client comes to me with something that I think is just outrageous and I don't personally feel like it will, it will fit their face very well, I may gently have that conversation with them. Well, this is really beautiful and we can go for something like this. But I think with maybe your skin tone or your bone structure or something like, you know, the severe, the extreme contouring, the war paint contouring that became a craze here over the last five years. I, uh-huh. I have to talk a lot of people down from that because it really, there's really only one type of stuff. Like in person, it's not a very cute look. And I mean, it's different when you're doing photograph and you're on film or in front of a camera. Uh-huh. It, it translates yeah. a little better that way. But when a bride brings that to my table, I'm kind of just like, well, why don't we do a trial run? And I, I will do what I would love to do on you and bring out your natural yeah. beauty. And then, and then I can do the extreme contour and you can see for yourself what you like better. Um, I think the only time I did some moulage makeup for a film that came through town last summer, that was a, it was a human trafficking film. And it was actually something yeah. that they're going to use at all the airports to train their TSA employees. And yeah, I, I remember that a lot of like bruising and facial tissue like it it couldn't look obvious so it wasn't extreme special effects makeup where you have Uh like tearing of flesh and bleeding it it had to be really really subtle I had never really done anything like that before but I'm like hey I was using lipsticks and eyeshadows and combining them together to make like a gray green you know it was it was really fun and it turned out beautifully obviously um, but yeah, that was probably one of those times where I'm like, oh, I've never really done moulage. <laughs> yeah, that is a, that's a good example for people, though, is that you're using basic beauty cosmetic products and you're creating these um, different, you're multi-use, you're getting multi-use with your beauty products using Absolutely. them in that way. Mm-hmm. Hey, Christina, how about you? How is it for you in the beginning? It was... Um... It was definitely slower in the beginning in that so much, you know, I had my, my Monday through Friday, nine to five job working, doing makeup, but then we would get requests for bride, you know, brides would come in and, and want to hire us out of um, the photography studio to do makeup and hair. And that was a little different because I, I had learned, I trained to do makeup for camera for photography. So I remember the first wedding I did, um, you know, the bride was beautiful and she loved it. But inside the whole time, I kept thinking real life makeup is different than, than makeup for photos. Yeah. Just like saying, you know, what you would contour, what you would do to photograph in real life looks so much different. Mm-hmm. So I had to kind of tone it down and change the look. And, and um, you know, that that kind of progressed from there, learning how to how to translate those those looks that we were creating um, where I was working for camera into everyday kind of looks or special event looks. Um, and just like Michelle is saying, I still have brides come in and they'll show me um, a, 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 a Pinterest picture or a or Kardashian picture and they'll want to replicate that with these hard lines of contour and these huge, huge lashes. And they're beautiful pictures, but they look great on camera. To join the conversation, call 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Now, back to the show. Hey, welcome back to the Reno Tower Tonight Show. 
This is Molly Beth Bryant. It's Beauty Tuesday. We're here talking to Michelle Impossible and Christina Nierman. We were getting into some of their history and experience. Let's start out, ladies, with how people can contact you if they're interested in an educational um, get-together or future events that they might have coming up. Just kind of to stay connected and keep the information out there. Why don't you let us know? Sure. Um, for for me, for Christina, you can reach me at um, Christina, that's with a K, K-R-I-S-T-I-N-A, at kissandmakeupreno.net, or you can DM me on Instagram at kissandmakeupreno or Facebook, or you can find me at my website, www.kissandmakeupreno.net. And same for me, you can reach me at Michelle at theimpossiblebeauty.com, and Michelle has two L's. Uh, my website is www.theimpossiblebeauty.com, and then I'm also on Instagram and Facebook under The Impossible Beauty. Hey, girls, have you learned anything during this time of quarantine when we're all stuck in our home? Have you learned anything that you're going to take from this and use later on um, in your business or um, how you can approach, you know, what what you're going to do, how if you're going to approach things differently <laughs> now that uh, we've gone through this experience? I'll let Christina take that one first. Sure. Um, I think one of the things that a lot of people in, in my industry are, are learning about is uh, clauses in your in your contract, um, having a good contract that covers um, acts of God or, um, uh, you know, how you would handle something like this where you have no control over. But the other thing that I think was important is compassion, because, um, you know, some of some of the feedback I've heard from other makeup artists around the country is that they were. Uh, struggling with wanting to do refunds on deposits or move or transfer dates and things like that. But um, that's compassion is definitely something that I want to make sure that I continue to have and carry forward in my business. I understand that things don't always go as planned. And if I can accommodate you and changing things, I'm definitely going to try and do that because life happens, things happen, viruses happen and mm -hmm. uh, I want to make sure that I can uh, work with you and help you out and continue to be your makeup artist and give you the best service that you that you come to expect from me by being able to be flexible and be helpful for you when things do pop up yeah I could not agree more that's a beautiful sentiment and I think that the reason we get into this industry is because we really love people. And I know I, I myself, I love loving on people. I love making them feel beautiful and confident and bringing out that inner, you know, goddess. And um, I would never want to dampen that because of extraneous situations going on by saying, I'm unwilling to work with you in XYZ capacity, you know, date change, venue change, whatever it is. Um, yeah, I agree completely with Christina. Do you guys think it's important just to stay connected and let everybody out there that you guys are available do Zoom and, and video in and to teach them uh, the fundamentals of what they need to know for a possible event that they have coming up? Yeah, Absolutely. sure. Yeah, and um, I have done lessons with um, private lessons, and then I've had um, occasionally I have destination brides who – Maybe it's not in the budget to fly a makeup artist out to their destination, but they want to learn how to create that look. So I'll do lessons with them so they can learn how to do their makeup for their destination. Uh, so that's an option. 
we've done some, like I said earlier, some Zoom lessons, people who <clears throat> maybe had appointments scheduled, but then aren't able to keep them because of what's going on now. So we've done some Zoom lessons. Uh, but, you know, there's lots of different ways that you can maneuver through what's going on right now. And just in general, you know, if you're not able to necessarily come in and sit down for an appointment, but you want to learn something new, I can have a conversation with you, I can, um, a FaceTime or a Zoom and go through some basics that way or recommend some places that you could look for extra um, resources and details that uh, might help complete what you're trying to achieve. And to let you guys know, we've got about a minute until we close out the show. All right, ladies, one time, real quick, uh, the best means of contact for y'all right now. You can reach me probably the best on Instagram. Send me a DM. It's uh, The Impossible Beauty on Instagram. Or you can reach me on Facebook, private message at The Impossible Beauty as well. Same for me. You can reach me on Instagram at Kiss and Makeup Reno. You can send me a DM there or on Facebook at Kiss and Makeup Reno. Hey, everybody, take that info down because these are two ladies who know exactly what they need to tell you if you need any help. Hit them up on social media. Take advantage of their knowledge. They're both more than willing to help whoever out there is needing a little help with their beauty regimen. So this was Beauty Tuesday on the Reno Tower Tonight Show. We talked all things beauty. We just blew through this hour with Michelle Impossible and Christine Nierman. Thank you, ladies, for joining in on the talk. Um, thank, you. thank you for having us. Yeah, of course. I think you learned a lot. You guys are both very experienced and well-versed. So it was a pleasure talking with you. Thank you. Take it out. You. Yeah, of course. We're taking it out for the day with Roomba by Milton Marlos. And that's going to be that. Stay tuned because we'll be back next week for Beauty Tuesday. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Bye.